everybody, and welcome to another episode of Middle of the Road, the podcast. This week, we are flashing back to 2010 for our first pick from Lauren this year, and she selected the Emma Stone starring high school sex parody comedy? Not parody. Easy A. Uh, we are all excited to rewatch this one. I think we'd all seen it before, but I'll let Lauren tell us why she picked it, and we can start saying if we still enjoyed it this time out. It's very easy decision because this decision because this movie has of the best parents of all time in it, uh, with <laughs> Stanley Tucci and Patricia Clarkson. I think like. It's weird because, I, I mean, first of all, I love Emma Stone, too, so that's the main reason I picked it, because I remember just enjoying her in this movie so much and finding it hilarious, but also just the parents. But, like, watching it again, I don't know what the movie's trying to tell me, and I don't mm-hmm. find it as amusing now. Like, if it, like, I love Emma Stone, so that makes her mm-hmm. sections, like, fine for me, and I like, I like all the interactions she has with Pim Badgley characters. I wish there were a lot more of them. But it's like, honestly, without the parents, I don't know if I'd ever watch this movie again. <laughs> like, it's fine. Enjoyable, I but it's... it doesn't... I don't love it as much as I used to. That's for sure. I still think it's really good. I still think it's really well written, especially everything around the parents and Emma Stone. Mm-hmm. But, like, her best friend and who... I Is it Ali Mikhaila? Mikhaila? Mikalka? Mikalka? And um, of Allie and AJ fame, how dare you, Zachary? It's true. I don't know who that is. It, a um, sister singing oh, duo. Okay, boomer. <laughs> and then um, Lisa Kudrow. I, 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 they're they're just so completely unbelievable that yeah. their husband or their best friend would ever want to be either of those things with them by the end of the movie. Yeah, like I feel so. I feel so annoyed at the end of the movie when she apologizes to her best friend because, like, yes, her friend doesn't earn that, like, deserve it at all. She's no. a horrible friend who never listened to her. Yeah, um, one hundred percent. Luckily, she does get ejected from the movie pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and Emma Stone does like. But I guess you're kind of like you're wondering why they don't talk it out when yeah. they, like, why she just doesn't say, "Hey, I'm just lying," about you know, like. There isn't really a good answer for that there. But it was always just that her time, friend cut her off and that was it. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure the reason is the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, you're kinda like, yeah, just stop hanging out with that person, Emma yeah. Stone. She's she sucks. And I don't really understand why Emma Stone's character does this. Like, in the very beginning, it says something about like, we're supposed to believe she's ostracized from the school or something. And the, like and originally she did it because she was being noticed. But it's like, they don't really build that up enough for me to believe that's a believable motivation. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can understand her just being, like, this very um, highly motivated individual with beliefs. And, like, once people started spreading things, I could see her, like, being someone who would dig into it the way she does in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't need that whole, like, oh, she never felt like she belonged or was noticed or something. Like, it just, that doesn't work at all for me. But, yeah. But still, I do love Emma Stone. <laughs> I agree with I Lauren. agree with Lauren on the parents and all that yeah i feel like i'm in the same boat for the most part but i only watched this movie for the first time like two years ago and i think it was on like lauren or zach's recommendation i enjoyed it 
I think I gave a three and a half the first time, three and a half stars out of five. Mm-hmm. It was like, I thought it was good. Uh, the second time, I enjoyed it a lot more. I gave it four. And I think I'm still at four. Like, the best friend is pretty terrible. Uh, some of the stuff with Amanda Bynes is, like, kind of cringe-inducing. Like, yeah. just awkward. Like, the whole staple scene? <laughs> like, I don't understand that at all. <laughs> she's just like, oh, you're stapling, you're stapling, or whatever she's saying to her. It's so weird. It's like, yeah, why is this a like, scene? <laughs> it's like, it's meant to be funny, but it's just like, I can make observations like that. It doesn't make them funny, but... Like, ever, almost every other joke in this movie works. I forgot about how uh, Clarkson looks like she's trying not to laugh uh, <laughs> when, when Tucci delivers the, Oh my god! Who told you? <laughs> like, you can see her trying not to break character, and that just makes it even better for me. Those are, the, like, the best kind of comedic moments when even, like, your co-stars can't not smile because you're that funny, you know? I think her best scene is her explaining how she was a huge slut in high school. <laughs> I think I, <laughs> That was that pretty was funny. Really I mean, seriously, yeah. I, mean, I, I could get my legs all the way back. <laughs> And then Stone is just asking, like, can you just put this down my throat till I asphyxiate? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but just such a, it's a, it's a, you know, great time, fun time. You know, I'm sure to go back and rewatch it again in a year or two. <laughs> yeah, it, it is really well, like, just zinger line, like, one-liners. There's, it's just full of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, uh, Thomas Hayden Church, Mad Props. Like, he's just, he's incredible in the small amount of time he has. I don't you know? know. He's kind of, is he kind of weird? He's a little, I don't know. He's kind of creepy. Well, I mean, I just I can't just... decide if that's just him as a person or <laughs> the character. Yeah, his affect is kind of. I mean, how did you feel comparing this to Laura Dern in October Sky? Which one's more <laughs> creepy to you? Oh, Laura Dern. Like, far, far. <laughs> you guys are ridiculous. <laughs> It, it's Laura Dern, but that being said, I don't dislike Laura Dern's performance in October Sky. Well, I didn't. I didn't say I disliked it. I mean, just there's, you know, there's a lot of. Some might say I welcome Laura Dern's performance in October <laughs> Sky. There was like a lot of a lot of sexual They'll tension, which probably Dave shouldn't no have been reason. there. But I don't think there was any of that tension. I don't think there was any of that tension like between Church and and Stone. I just. The relationship felt it did feel a little too personal for you know a, a teacher and a student, but well, I mean, there's just ways where she was looking at her in the beginning where it's like, had I not seen the movie before, I would have been kind of concerned where that might go, like if she was crushing hard on him or something. It's like okay, uh, it never went that route. We're okay. It was like that was that's my least favorite part of the movie when she breaks his heart. It's like God damn it, you leave him alone. <laughs> THC is a national treasure and he deserves to be happy. Okay. All right, here, I'm not trying to make Ben look bad, but have you seen Sideways? Yes. Okay, good. Have you seen Spider-Man 3? (laughs) The only good part of that movie. The only good part of that movie. He is the... He He just puts on a sad face. You're forgetting the best part of that movie, which is Spider-Man dancing. I think that's just his face. He is to (laughs) Spider-Man 3 what Ewan McGregor is to uh, the Star Wars prequels. Just the one shining light john tell us some things about easy eh? i think i'm more on lauren's side with this hold on one second haven't we all agreed with her <laughs> yeah but in terms of it decreasing like ben said how it went up slightly mm-hmm. with him 
Um, I think it loses a little bit of its luster after several rewatches. But that being said, it's a movie I still thoroughly enjoy to rewatch. Um, I th- I do love Stanley Tucci and Patricia Clarkson. Um, their dynamic as like Lauren said, the best parents of all time loses its believability after a while, especially when I realize that their names are Dill and Rosemary. I mean, Um, the whole family's food things. Yeah. What's the, what's the younger son's name and the older son who's Um, not, he was chip, I think. Okay. Um, my favorite parent line was sneakily, uh, we're, where you, what, does he ask the son? Where are you from? Something, something? Like, yeah, something yeah. like that. <laughs> so where are you from, from originally? <laughs> and he's like smoking a green bean or something. Yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, like they both just kill it. Like in terms of supportive parents that are who have conveyed and passed on this sense of dignity, but also humor and kind of take it as you go ness and opt and undying optimism what what's the other it's right after emma stone where olive comes back from buying all of the uh corsets or whatever and she's sewing the a's on or whatever and stanley tucci comes off comes up and he's like is everything okay here it sounds like you're having sex but i would know better because of your homosexuals (laughs) uh opposite sex boyfriend or something (laughs) like that (laughs) it's just like and then after after she's like she gives him like an exasperated like response where he's like hey it's okay all god's children it's all good i was gay once for a time it's just i don't know they there's so much charm with it actually Um, can i change my i guess it's not a parent's line i guess my favorite emma stone line in the vein of that is please don't tell me you're still married to or like uh, you dated him for 49 years and you're still married to him yeah See, i don't know yeah. why but my favorite line like we were saying we don't really care for the best friend but when she just tells emma stone to go get her chocolate milk it gets me every time <laughs> oh, that's, that's true oh that's another one she, but i also I, I also love the line uh he's not the sharpest christian in the bible <laughs> i yeah i'm also a big fan of the the bit with uh when Olive brings back, what is it, Brandon, the 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 gay boyfriend, and it's yeah. just like you have, there's a boy here for you, and it's just like that Southern Belle kind of act, and they both go off mm-hmm. of it. It's just um, that was, I I like that a lot too. So uh, so like we all keep getting sidetracked because there are so many quotable lines and enjoyable moments, but I it's worth noting that I think there is a great message to this film in terms of a accurate portrayal of high school where maybe the only thing worse than being famous for a bad reason is not being known at all and how that acts as a microcosm of our society where everyone's always up into each other's business and judging people based on their reputation and perception and this movie doesn't touch on like social media and it doesn't really it maybe it was a little bit before kind of that time why did she keep calling her stream (laughs) it was just something you that you never called that anymore it's like oh this is 10 years old (laughs) yeah but like it's it's still within that time frame where yeah yeah, something like that Although I heard someone use the term blogcast, and I was like, what the fuck is a blogcast? Oh my god, the main <laughs> character uses water closet in this movie. 
Um, oh, that remi- that's something I... Well, to be fair, that was, a, to buy. that was a little advance, dated yeah. in 2010, um, too, though. So. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> I mean, it was a little bit dated in 1910, maybe. <laughs> I was like, who says water closet? But yeah, so I think it it deals with this idea of reputation and perception and tackling that from a teenager's perspective and a youth perspective, I think, is amazing. But then also specifically the female's perspective and the combination of being uh, not just a young person, but then a girl as well and sort of how the system... Speaking from experience, right, John? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, hey, you don't know my life. Um, yes, you do. What I'm, are you talking about? We were in orchestra together. <laughs> and or chemistry class? No, it was um, definitely chemistry class. <laughs> wait, actually, I thought you had Villagram. Mm-mm. Okay, gotcha. Um... What was I talking See, about? See, speaking about <laughs> not making an impression in high school. <laughs> like, let me let me tell you how my ten year reunion went, guys. You want to hear me cry for a while? Oh, wait, are you? Oh, I. Oh, okay, gotcha. I guess. Okay, <laughs> side, we're going on. We're going on a side note. The message about uh, social perception and reputation, but I think there's also a great message about female agency in our society, and I think, and. W- like I actually think the last line is a, or maybe the second to last line or whatever is a beautiful, a summary of that where she says, do you know what the best thing about this is? It's nobody's goddamn business. And but I did just make a whole webcast about it. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I get it. Yeah. Oh no, I'm just making a, a joke. I'm not saying you're wrong in your, what you're saying. <laughs> and that scene at the lobster shack, like for a movie that I thought was going to be like, kind of a lighthearted, like, funny uh, coming-of-age film, that scene at the Lobster Shack, like, hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah, and that's, it just, like, a really just... Well, it did almost a, turn into rape, so... a huge gut punch. Exactly, and, and, it, it, but, and even though it came not... I don't want to say out of left field, because it was so opposite of the tone of the rest of the movie, but it was so fitting, and it was so, like, this is the natural progression of, like how in how like male entitlement in our society works when we start at this like really frivolous level of like feeling like we can pay women to lie on our behalf or whatever um and then think they owe us more like i i don't know it just it was i think he honestly thought she was prostituting herself not yeah. that he was trying to one up I think he was but so still, dumb he no thought he was actually no. sleeping. With no, but no, and uh, that like that can be fair or whatever. But the way in which, regardless of that, he was extremely pushy, and then afterwards felt like he was still entitled to something or whatever, or felt like he he was he was frustrated. Like it, I don't know. Like it was the type of moment where I was just like, this is a film that I feel like every teenage boy can see, so that they can see this type of experience and realize this is exactly what you don't do when you're interacting with whoever you're they go attracted watch 20th to. century women instead it's a much more interesting portrait of how you should young men should treat women i think is that with annette benning yep who else was in that one greta gerwig and Elle fanning and that's right um, billy Crudup. um it made my decades best list it's great. I think this movie would have. I, I think it's it it dances around actually being about something, and I think that brings it yeah. back to what kind of Lauren set was saying in the beginning is like it really could have 
dove headfirst into the hypocrisy of the religious group, but it just kind of pays lip service to it. You know, it could have dove into this. Well, there's also just the hypocrisy of male versus female. Like the one guy gets celebrated while she gets shunned. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it seems like it, it like, again, it, it, it gives a head nod to it, all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff, but it, it doesn't really dive into it where I think something like the superior kind of thing, like mean girls really dives into it more. I feel yeah. like, and really like is examining all of this and is still finding a chance to be funny about it. And maybe that has to do with the fact that this was, who wrote this movie? I guess I should. It was, uh, it was a, it was a dude. Uh, Didn't Will Gluck write it? No, it was, Bert B. Royal. Yeah. I mean, the fact that it was written by a dude, but it's about a girl. Yeah, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I I bet that holds it back from being able to, for, from A, them having the knowledge to, to dive into that more, and B, maybe not having the balls to want to speak for women, women more than yeah. he already, already has. Especially um, 10 years ago. Well, I would say 10 years ago, he could have got away with it. <laughs> I, Real quick, I just, I thought that was interesting. Apparently, the character of Brandon is based on the the, uh, the writer. Okay. So, nice. at least he's a gay ally to the community. But why didn't it, it didn't dive into that really, you know, again, it pays lip service to... And that made me so uncomfortable in the end, because he's watching Huck and Finn. It's like, so is he like with a much older dude? Should I feel okay with this scene? Well, I think it's just, <laughs> well, that was actually one of my favorite one of my favorite lines too is like when she realizes that you know he went off with this this big black guy it's oh so huck there's like a huck finn romance all i was just thinking about was like the age discrepancy (laughs) oh do what i was thinking about how that actress is hillary duff's best friend in lizzie mcguire oh yeah I didn't know what actress I, you were talking about at first. Yeah. Oh, the one who was talking to her and like told her about it. Who comes up to her and she's oh. like, "Okay, call me bye." <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Who is it?" It kind of looks like Ashley Tisdale, but not quite. But still, in a way that's familiar. Not all white girls look the same, John. She looks nothing okay. like well, Ashley okay, Tisdale. She, okay, she's not white. <laughs> except for Samara. She's except for Samara bit. Weaving. Oh, that's true. And uh, you know, Margot we're all Robbie. just horrible people, aren't we? <laughs> Oh shit! There's another white chick that looks like those two. No oh, way! I forgot who it was. You just called her a white chick girl now too. Like, what is wrong with us? No, he's talking about Ben referencing <laughs> Margot Robbie and uh, Lizzie McGuire. In all fairness, I never watched Lizzie McGuire. Who was here was concerned about? I, I'm pushing back against John's assessment that this feels like a real life high school experience. I don't know. Um, like, I mean, I do believe yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I you know how I many never... times we called people whores and sluts and stuff? Like, that was very true to form. <sighs> I don't but know. I, will I, don't, say... I don't remember anybody getting shamed for their sexual activity. Um, I do. I remember how many rumors went around when a girl was missing for a while. Everyone just assumed she was pregnant and had to get an abortion and stuff. Like, rumors oh like gosh. that spread. <laughs> Why are girls evil? I actually really liked, um, like, the beginning credits when it kind of just was... go. It had the monologue of Oliver intro or whatever but then it was just very naturalistically like going through and flowing through the high school and you were seeing like all these different types of people or whatever and it felt less forced than let's say not another teen or not not another team movie excuse me uh, 10 things I hate about you or mean girls that are obviously uh 
sarcastically or satirically pointing out like the different cliques or whatever that you have in high school cliques cliques sorry um i try to be french for a second um, <laughs> so yeah i really like that in fact that was when i was on the rewatch that was my most prominent thought i was like oh this is actually a really cool subtle way to kind of center um the audience member in what type of environment they're going to be in for the rest of the movie. And I love the. So I didn't. I, yeah, love, I didn't mind it. Speaking of that, I love how they showed her name, uh, Emma Stones. Is like, as all of us walking, you don't see until she gets knocked over, and her name's just like sitting on the ground next to where she falls. I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. It's interesting to me. I'm not sure if it became more of a stereotype or more prominent in these later years, but. It was interesting to me how Amanda Bynes' character and friend group essentially just kind of seemed like a friend group or the friend group from Saved with Mandy Moore. I kept thinking about Saved during this movie and just how much I wanted to watch that. <laughs> and it it seemed a bit cliche at times, but then at the same time, I was like, yeah, I totally get that and I can totally see that. Maybe that's just a testament to how terrible that group of people can be. I mean, it's safe to say most of these characters and whatnot were very exaggerated. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's I don't for know sure. any parents that are actually like these parents. That's a shame. I know. That, that's the problem is growing up in high school. Um, growing up in high school. Um, I didn't grow up in high school. I still haven't grown up, so I don't know what y'all are talking about. When I was in high school, there were definitely people much like the Amanda Bynes clique that I knew and was even maybe friends with. And what's interesting is I imagine a lot of those people are much different today than they were back then. But Yeah, they love Trump now. <laughs> well, that's actually not the case. But it is it? <laughs> no, it's not. I don't know. I'm just gonna say, like with all the slut stuff, I don't I didn't feel like it was exaggerated. But one of the main reasons I say that I still don't even know what this movie is trying to say, because at one point, Lisa Kudrow's character, she says something like, a real whore can't admit it to herself. And it's like, so you're saying, it's like, now not, when we call a whore a whore, she's not actually a whore, but the real whores, they're whores. (laughs) Like, it was just a really weird messaging for this movie to have. It's like, so, like, again, I don't know what I was supposed to take from it. Well, because it almost feels like she was talking about not like the occupation of someone who uh sleeps with someone for money or whatever not yeah not a sex worker no i didn't i didn't mean that by like the whore vernacular oh okay gotcha i just mean in general it's like no like you're not a whore but there are definitely whores out there (laughs) it's like no there's just someone who's sexually active that's fine well but she was i mean she was projecting onto herself though right and who knows her character is weird it was just a weird line to have from someone of authority. Well, I think the whole thing is that character shouldn't have been in authorities, you know. No. No, it's okay. It's legal in the state of California. <sighs> he was twenty, guys. Doesn't make it not. Um, doesn't make it inappropriate. Not no, it's inappropriate. still gross. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Also, why was Malcolm McDowell? That's his last name. Yeah. Why was he in this? Like that was. Everybody like, needs a just... paycheck. He was funny. 
he yeah, was funny. Him. It was just so interesting. But a big, bit extreme that he's like going to kick this girl out of school if she calls someone else a twat. Like, really? That was it? Yeah, I That's feel like. Yeah, I feel like. <laughs> like apparently, that almost gave this movie like an R rating somewhere. I don't remember. Was like, I didn't realize that <laughs> what? word was that bad. <laughs> Is it? Is that? I was like, maybe that's like the c word to us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it refers to. Is it uh, that bad? A vagina. A vagina. <laughs> and everybody's afraid of vaginas across the world. That's true. So. I mean, they say it a lot, um, like you know, guy Richie moves you twat and stuff like that. But I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't, well, he gets R ratings. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm desensitized to the word. Who knows? Again, it's been ten years. This is true. You can you can do strip shows at the Super Bowl now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm recognizing Zach's sarcasm. <laughs> now. It's, ki- it's kind of sad that uh, Dan Bird hasn't worked in anything like really noticeable in a while. He, he had Cougar, Cougar Town. Town. He got some sitcom money. So anybody got anything else on Easy A? Oh, yeah. Uh. Joanna Brady showed up for a second, and that was cool. Yeah, her. Next week. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. We haven't talked about, uh, hold on. We haven't, have we talked significantly about Amanda Bynes and Penn Badgley? Uh, uh, I said Badgley, I wanted more of Penn Badgley. Yeah. I mean, he's good okay. and he's handsome, and Amanda Bynes is great, and it's just a shame that this, she she fell off the face of the earth and went crazy. According, <laughs> according to IMDb Trivia was that her performance in this movie is what made her quit acting when she like watched it it's like oh that's a bummer she's good Why? she's great i, mean, I love all the amanda bynes i found comedies. it not great but i love amanda bynes so i, I mean, was like whatever again she's feeling like a stereotype where she's playing a caricature but again it was didn't she? feel any less <laughs> well it was it was supposed to be exaggerated or whatever but it didn't feel unrelatable and it didn't feel unrealistic i'm just more talking about some of her facial expressions Oh yeah, <laughs> but I still enjoyed her. Watch, she's the man. Oh yeah, um, the, the what's the the dwarf one? I found a humorous to the Sydney White the dwarf one. I, the, the, <laughs> Sydney White, it's oh, like the that's re- right, yeah, yeah, seven um, Snow White. Uh, little people, Zachary. Was she not in? Emma Stone was in the House Bunny, not her. Yes. Right? Um, yeah, I'm Emma glad Stone. Emma Stone did this movie, but would you rather have had her or Jenna or Jennifer Malone? Lawrence? <laughs> no, her or Jenna Malone in Sucker Punch. Oh, yeah, she, she could have done that, and then Jennifer Lawrence could have done this movie. <laughs> Apparently, she tried out for it. <laughs> hmm. That would have been an interesting yeah. launch for Jennifer Lawrence versus. I, I think, think she could have really I'm been good more... at it. Yeah, but I still think I would have. I prefer Emma Stone for this one. I I, I agree. Um, yeah, but and then could have I mean, been interesting. If we didn't have Easy A, we probably wouldn't have all these other awesome Emma Stone performances down the road. So you know, I don't this think is... that's true. She was destined to be a star. She's great. Yeah. What was Jenna Malone's like first very big roles? I feel like she was a child actor, right? Uh, Donnie Darko. Was a she was in Contact. Actor. She's young Ellie in Contact. That's her biggest. That was her breakthrough, I think. And Donnie Darko was her teen Renaissance age days and saved. But oh, I pref- saved that. I prefer right, yeah. this. I f- prefer uh, Jenna Malone's. Malone was cast life. by Angelica Houston in her television film Bastard Out of Carolina. 
Hey, we're talking about movies that actually made her come to the forefront for people. For which she earned numerous accolades, including what Screen Actors Guild and Independence. Bastard out of Carolina. Yes, and she won a Screen Actors Guild and Independent Spirit Award, or she got nominations for them. Yeah, I've never heard of this. She was also in Stepmom. Oh, oh right. yeah, that was Stepmom and Contact were her first two bit here. Were her first Stepmom two bit teach me how to paint trees. She's she's apparently in for love of the game, so that got her some cred. Uh, Cheaters, I remember being an okay movie. Um, Donnie Darko, I like her in that. Dangerous Life of Alter Boys, she was okay. I mean, I like her in pretty much everything she's yeah, in. She's great in everything. She was in a the one American in Pride of Prejudice. She has sex with Darth Vader in Life as a House. She was in a Canadian <laughs> television miniseries yeah. called Hitler, The Rise of Evil. I prefer current Jenna Malone. Her, her vibe from Sucker Punch on, I've enjoyed her kind of crazier. Uh, like, I think she's great in the Hunger Game movies. She's great mm-hmm. in Inherit Vice. She's great in The Neon Demon and Too Old to Die Young, her Nicholas Winding Refn collaborations. She's great in everything. She's going to be in Antebellum, which we're apparently reviewing for this podcast, I think. Oh, boy. Yeah. So next week, we got distracted. Next week yeah, is... Yeah, we can cut out like 50% of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Next week is uh, the latest DC release, which is um, then continuing t- to lean into the R rating and not trying to create a co- cohesive uh, cinematic universe, which it seems to be going for the best for them. And that is Birds of Prey or the fantabulous... Un- the emancipation, emancipation of one one uh, one harley quinn i was trying to figure it out off the top of my head um i'm not reading it uh, I, well, I, I know that's why things. i was just giving you one word at a time okay i'm great. not reading it either i know it off the top of my head i'm so excited for okay. this movie oh boy <laughs> i am i wish everyone else was too based on their ticket sales so far but yeah we will be seeing that action comedy is it supposed to be a comedy Rock. Yes, I'm sure it's going to have comedic with uh, Marco Robbie, Ewan McGregor, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and uh, lots more people. Um, <laughs> uh, Fargo season three re- re- renew, um, reunion there. Ewan McGregor and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. So yeah, Birds of Prey. Go watch it. Come back. Hear what we have to say on the latest superhero release. Um, until then, I'm Zach Oldenburg. You can find me wherever you can find at Zach Oldenburg. You can find us at middlerow.com. Rate and review the podcast wherever you get it. It apparently does stuff. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at the Grigsby Bear. You can find all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can follow me on Twitter at Another Rahul J. You can also follow us on Twitter at Middle of Row. And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch Birds of Prey in the blah, 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 blah. And remember, <laughs> the seats are in the middle of the row. I got a pocket, got a pocket full of sunshine. I got a love and I know that it's all mine. Oh, oh. Do what you want, but you're never gonna break me. Stick some stones.